0: Before we get into this video, I wanted to let you guys know that it's sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is how I do this full time and I wanted to thank the new members of my Patreon. A massive thanks to Elise Green, WebGoth, period, because they just have period as their name, a teddy bear, Morelli, Kyle Meehan, and Chloe Belzebub. Chloe bub. Chloe's bub. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me and let's get into this new podcast. Hey guys, it's Kat and you're listening to another episode of True Tea. So I'm gonna call out the elephant in the room. This is clearly a different format. We are trying to do this in podcast form. A lot of you guys have said that I should make True Tea into a podcast. I've recently been, if I'm being frank, getting closer and closer to being burnt out. And so I thought that I would try it out and sort of do an experiment and see how you guys respond to it. So here are my theoretical plans for the way that this is going to go. We're going to have a couple of weeks where I upload full podcast episodes to my YouTube channel enough to get people to subscribe to the actual podcast. So you guys can start downloading it and start listening to it every single week. And on top of that, I'm going to have Friday call-in shows. Where I ask my audience to call in and give me their true tea. What will ultimately happen is that there will be an edited version of that call show that will be uploaded as well to the podcast directory, and that is theoretically how it's going to go. We're going to try it out. We're going to see how it it is. And so I am really, really going to be relying on your guys's feedback, your guys's um, sort of feelings and expressions about how this is going to really determine where we're going to go from here. So anyway, we're going to be having a conversation in this video about privilege. It's going to be, um, theoretically one of many that I plan on having. So yeah, I would highly suggest you go to your kitchen. Grab yourself something to drink. If you are working out right now, this is, you know, your opportunity to remind yourself to drink some water. I've been doing that more and more recently. So that's where I've been. So let me get my ass up and grab myself some water and come right back. All right. I'm back. I've got my water as you can hear. I gonna take a bit of sip and then we're going to get into this conversation. So I wanted to talk about this because some stuff happened to me today. Um, or not really today there's been a couple of things in my feed. I've seen Caitlyn Jenner's comments about stuff um, if you guys don't know she's running for public office. Um, I've talked about this a bit with you guys, but I've been kind of trying to not really disconnect um, completely, but I've been not paying attention to the circus that is our our political media if I'm being completely honest with you guys because, I think the people are just perpetually trying to keep us in a state of upset and they're being paid a lot of money to do that. And I refuse to be upset, but I will not be uninformed. Um, But I did see that Caitlyn Jenner recently came out and made some comments about transgender athletes um, competing against cis women. Because when I say transgender women, when I say transgender athletes, I really do mean trans women competing against cis women. That's usually what people are talking about. Um, And there were a lot of interesting thoughts that came up. Um, in, you know, my processing of those comments, obviously I'm not a huge fan of Caitlyn Jenner. If you guys can't piece that together, funny story. I was supposed to be on her. I am Kate reality TV show. And I ultimately said no, because, you know, I think some of y'all need to understand that just because somebody is transgender does not mean that we are going to agree on absolutely everything or have the same exact experiences that lead us to having the same conclusions. And that's actually going to be a really big part of this particular conversation because we're going to be specifically talking in this video about male privilege, um, and whether or not transgender women have it. Um, and I actually find this to be a really interesting conversation and it's one that I've been sort of dancing around a bit. So let me take another sip of this, this water over here and let's get right into this conversation. I should have put some, some liquor in this, but we're going to going to take a sip and let's get into it. All right. So I think that talking about transgender people can be kind of complicated because If we're being frank, in the past 30 or so years, things have really changed for transgender people. One of the biggest things that's changed is that I'm seeing people transition younger and younger and younger. And of course, that is presenting some new issues, um, at least to some people. Um, that are being discussed right now, specifically transgender people in sports. And I'm going to start up this conversation by saying that I do not have a solid answer for that particular in quotations problem because I haven't researched it enough. I'm not a very sporty person. I'm currently in the most active space of my life um, that I have ever been in. Um, but I really don't feel like I have all of the information to be able to really make the statements, um, definitively about how I feel. I do know that a lot of the conversation being had right now surrounds transgender girls who are in school, who would like to participate in sports and would like to participate in sports on the girls team. Um, and so... I kind of found it interesting that Caitlyn Jenner had an opinion about this because Caitlyn Jenner has never been a young transgender girl trying to participate in school sports, right? She is an Olympian and that is why people know and celebrate her, but she is not a, you know, little teen trans person trying to simply participate in sports the way that a lot of other people do. Um, And so I know for a fact that there are Republicans who are going to take what Caitlyn Jenner said and, um, you know, sort of have this whole conversation about it and point to her and say, look, a trans person says this. But the reality is, is that these situations are kind of different. Again, I'm not here to give you a definitive answer about this or that. But one of the things that has really bothered me about the way that Caitlyn Jenner occasionally makes comments about trans issues is that frankly, in my opinion, she does to some degree come from a very privileged background where she was able to do certain things that I have never been able to do as a trans woman. Now, I'm gonna start out this conversation again. All these disclaimers, so I know how this conversation is going to go by saying that I think privilege in this conversation is not exactly the best word. And what I what I mean when I say that is because um, what I'm going to be talking about in this video is transgender women who do live and present for a very long period of time in their lives as men who later come out as transgender women, and the sort of ups and downs that come with that, right? Um, I've had this conversation several times. I remember getting into it on Tumblr about this right when Caitlyn Jenner came out, because, you know, listen, I transitioned very young, all right? I transitioned as a teenager. I'm 30 years old now. Um, My life (laughs) um, was dramatically different from a Caitlyn Jenner's life. And the frustration I've often had in this conversation is that people don't really want to, I guess, acknowledge, um, some of those differences. I don't, people don't want to, you know, because I know that it's a, I mean, here's the thing. Okay. I know for a fact that people don't want to talk about how Caitlyn Jenner lived a, Fairly large portion of her life being seen and accepted as a straight cis male, and how that came with some sort of benefit to her. Now, when I say that, I'm obviously saying that with the understanding that being taken as the gender that you're not is not really a positive, right? Um, it's not really a positive for somebody to not understand your gender, to not accept your gender, to not you know, validate your gender. That's not really privilege. Right. But I'm personally stuck on the fact that when I was a trans teenager, I would go and apply for work to various stores and people would laugh me out of the place of employment. And that I never was able to have a solid sort of like consistent record with job applications until I legally changed my name and gender. When I legally changed my name and gender, I was passing in quotations and I was able to navigate through employment a lot easier because I was no longer handing people this federal paperwork that... De- deliberately stated that my gender and the way that I I looked did not align right um and so i guess to me i'm a bit um i don't really know how to have this conversation which is why i wanted to have it with, with you guys because it does seem a bit odd to me that people don't want to acknowledge that being taken as a man in this society has come with some benefit. And the reason why I'm tying this to on the sports thing is, you know, for a couple of reasons, but it just kind of all felt so cyclical. You guys know that a lot of times when I do these videos, I I, I have these conversations because I feel like the universe is all coming together and and, and pushing me to have this conversation. (laughs) Right. Um, And, and, you know, it's interesting because I think one of the main arguments against transgender women, uh, you know, uh, competing in sports is this idea that they are just men. Of course, you know, there is always this subtle argument and oftentimes not so subtle argument that because boys are stronger than girls, that a transgender girl is actually a boy. And because they are actually a boy, they have all of the strength and access that a young boy has, and therefore should not be able to compete against cis women. And again, I'm not here to, you know, give you guys a definitive answer about whether or not transgender women should be able to compete in sports because my thoughts on that are incomplete. Personally, in my own life, um, I know that when I was younger, um, you know, I'm the oldest in my family and my father really did rely on me a lot to help him lift stuff, right? And I was never a particularly athletic kid, but I was able to, you know, lift things pretty decently. Um, My dad has had back issues since, you know, before I, you know, I was alive. So I was, I was a good help to him back then. But I remember when I had started taking hormones and I came back to, um, came back home and my dad needed my help moving stuff. And I literally was too weak to actually do it. Um, You know, It it, it was way more of a struggle than it used to be. It was a very specifically different experience. So I know from my own personal experience that taking hormones does indeed um, impact your ability and impact your strength, right? Um, But I don't have a definitive answer about what that means, right? But sort of in this conversation, obviously, and this is what I'm picking at, is this really bold assumption about... How a transgender woman's life, how a transgender girl's life must have been, must, have be, must be, right? Um, and I guess for me, I just keep thinking back to the fact that I was not able to do the stuff that, um, you know, teenage boys did. Not really. Um, I, I, I was seen in this very complex way where people did indeed read me as a young girl. But I also had, I guess you could say, from my own parents view of me, a bit of freedom to sort of live my life in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to had I been a cis girl. So I'm personally not going to argue that how I was raised, um, you know, is completely like the way that a cis girl was raised because I feel like there's a lot of things in my life that wouldn't be that way. Had that been the case, right. Especially just the way that I've interacted with men in my life. Right. But, um, I will say that it is a bit different than that of a young boy. And what we're seeing more now is that people are transitioning a bit younger. People are able to sort of live the life I wanted to live back way back when, So what that actually means is that you're gonna see less and less and less people like Caitlyn Jenner. You're gonna see people who transitioned from a very, very young age and have never known life being seen as a man. That's personally true for me. I cannot honestly look at my life and be totally blunt and totally honest and totally real about the experiences I've had in this world and say that I intimately know And intimately understand what it's like to be seen as a man in this society. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. I have never been that. I have never been seen that way. I have, you know, and I've documented my, my life on YouTube. So it's not like there's not a ton of, you know, evidence. If you want me to, you know, draw up evidence of me transitioning young enough to not have matured into a man. I've never been seen that way. So it's a completely foreign experience to me. And, you know, when a lot of people try to argue that transgender women have male privilege, I think that they're imagining people like Caitlyn Jenner. They're imagining people who really did live a very large portion of their lives being taken as a man who, you know, recognize who they were one day and started to transition and are now presenting themselves in a way that I think some people might, you know, assume suggests that they've never ever had a life where they've been seen in the opposite way. Right. Does that make any sense? So like, so for me, um, I understand what people say when they say that people like Caitlyn Jenner, have always been women and have always, you know, that they're, they've always been trans women, da-da-da-da-da. I do understand what people are arguing there. But for me, um, it's, uh, again, I feel like language isn't totally accurate because I don't know if describing Caitlyn Jenner's life as male privilege is necessarily helpful or productive, but I'm also not going to pretend that, my life would not have been significantly different if I were ever, ever able to pass as a man. In fact, I've told this story a couple of times, but I remember, <laughs> oh my gosh, if you come to my talks, you guys know that I, I, I reference um, getting allowance every month from my parents. Um, and I would usually spend my allowance at on Sims expansion packs. But the beginning of my YouTube career um, came when I purchased a, um, webcam at the Staples right down the street from me. Right. And I remember wanting to work at that Staples. I've shopped there so many times that I was like, let me just apply for a job. Right. And this was again at, you know, earlier stages of my trans life. I think I was probably like maybe 18, maybe 19 when this happened. Um, but I remember going (laughs) to apply for a job and dressing myself in a way that I thought was masculine. Right? Like I had, (laughs) I remember the outfit. Exactly. I was wearing this like blue shirt that was a button down that was kind of like shiny and nice looking. And then I had these nice sort of tight, um, shorts, not shorts, pants, jeans rather, um, went through all of the, (laughs) the bottoms there. Um, And I also had a pair of cowboy boots, nice cowboy boots, because back then that was my vibe. I wore cowboy boots every single day. Nowadays, it's Doc Doc Martens. Um, And I remember applying for that job and feeling like I looked and presented myself in a really masculine way. But when I went to go apply for the job... The woman who was giving me the interview was was gendering me as she and her. Mind you, I'd already been well into my transition at this point, but I thought I was hiding it. I thought that I was doing the thing that a lot of cis people seem to believe we can do, where we strip ourselves of our gender completely, apply for a job and are, you know, well received. (laughs) Um, but that didn't happen. Instead, they gendered me as she and her. And I was gagged because I thought that I was (laughs) hiding it. And that's kind of been my, my, my history too, where, before I had even accepted myself as a transgender woman, I was being gendered as she and her. People were always assuming that I was a young girl. In fact, if you grew up with me, you probably know that I I used to get really offended when people would do this. And I would like make a, a whole sort of show about how that's not who I am and da 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 da. And of course, when I came out as a trans girl... No one, nobody was shocked. No, nobody. I remember thinking that it would be this like dramatic thing where no one would accept me, but no one was surprised when I came out as a trans woman. But um, anyway, I think that a lot of times when people talk, talk about trans women having so-called male privilege, they're talking about stuff like that. But in my personal life, in my personal experience, you guys know that that's what we do on True Tea is talking about my personal life and experience. I can't say that that's been true for me. I've never been able to lean back on how I was assigned at birth to point at, you know, the male, you know, thing on my old birth certificate and say, look, I deserve respect. I deserve to be heard. I deserve um, to to be employed. I've never been able to do that. Um, And I think that I have such a hard time with these conversations because there are indeed transgender women who have done that. Um, and I'm not saying that they haven't done that without incredible amounts of distress. I'm not saying that that they have, have done that without um, an incredibly upsetting um, life where they've had to hide who they are and conceal who they are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think where I sit on that conversation is that there are some of us who literally will never be able to do that. I was not able to hide that I was a trans girl. I was not able to hide that I was a woman. That was just how I was taken. Um, and, and, and that's the reality for me. And I look back and I think about, you know, how different my life would be. Cause if you've been following true to, you know, that I've only in recent times at the age of 30 become secure enough financially and professionally to sort of take a deep breath you know, my life has not been easy. I have been fighting really, really hard since I was a teenager, just to stand on my own two feet and I'm here now and I'm finally comfortable and quarantine made me significantly more comfortable. But I've spent a lot of my life fighting because I was a trans woman and because I, I, Existed in a way way back when where people were not, there were no employment protections for trans people, you know, even in a a very liberal area like Los Angeles, I still dealt with a lot of bullshit when I was just trying to get a normal job and make money the way that everyone needs to in, in, in this fucking capitalistic society. Another conversation. So let me talk about what actually brought this conversation on for me today. So there was a person I went to high school with forever ago, and they were always a very peculiar case for me. They were, um, you know, imagine your standard, like, very well put together white bro. Um, That's who they were. They used to bodybuild, and they're the, the sort of person who you would look at and assume was like probably an asshole but they weren't they really really weren't and um it was (laughs) it, it was so interesting knowing them we were in the GSA together and I remember thinking that they were just like the really really cool chill straight dude who was just you know accepting of everyone because that was definitely the vibe that they put off and they later came out as bisexual which was super super awesome and I remember through school, they were definitely a little bit of a richy rich kid, um, but they did always work a job. I think they used to work at In-N-Out, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, this was one of those people that like was really, really chill, but like we were never super close. We were never like besties, you know, that sort of thing. But but we were very friendly and kind to each other. And um, I really appreciated um, their presence, right? So after high school, of course, we didn't like stay in, you know, super close touch, but we did sort of follow each other on the Instagram. And more recently, they've been reaching out a lot to me um, and mostly inviting me to hang out with them and their girlfriend because um, the girlfriend is actually somebody who I used to be friends with too, way back in the day. Um, And so they've been inviting me out to, to hang out with them, but they they live all the way on the opposite end of LA County, and so it's always been kind of one of those like when the stars align will will make something happen kind of things, right? Um, and so recently they sent me a message, and it was kind of a hi, hello, what's up, how are you doing kind of thing, and I just responded, hey, how you know what's up, you know how are you, how's the vaccination, da 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 da, just catch it up. Um, and they just like, without really any warning at all, um, told me that they had just come out as transgender and that um, their girlfriend is going to be staying with her and that she's going to be going to this informed consent clinic right down the street and da 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 da. And how amazing and inspiring I've been and how much, um, she really wants to take me out to dinner to sort of show her appreciation for how much I have inspired her. Now there's a whole other conversation here about how much I kind of hate this thing that happens in my real life where people mostly associate with me to gain inspiration from me. That is a, a a conversation I've been wanting to have for a very long time. Who knows? Maybe that'll be the next one after this. Um, but, (laughs) um, I didn't really extend and, um, Oh, uh, I said, you know, it's amazing. I'm glad you found yourself. I'm glad you figured your stuff out. That's amazing. That's, that's awesome. That's great. Um, you know, um, but I did not really respond in a way that would conclude like, Hey, we should go and get, um, dinner together. I didn't really say yes to it because, you know that's again. I just really I I don't love because like this is a person who barely talked to me, and you know when people go on this long tirade about how they love me and I'm so inspiring and I'm so awesome and I'm so great, but then they never really talk to me and we don't really hang out and they're not. You know I have a lot of that in my life and it's a little exhausting because it's like oh we're we're such close friends, but like where are you? Where were you when like I was in a shitty place and I really needed somebody to listen to me. And, you know, I'm often the person that people will come to, um, for inspiration and support and affirmation. And very rarely the person people will support in, um, my time of need. That's again, another conversation. So I wasn't really, um, jazzed about, you know, take going to dinner with somebody and giving them information about transition, because as you guys know, I've had several people in my life who I've dated come out to me as trans. And as much as I support people in their journey, it is aggravating for me to watch. And I think part of it is, is aggravating um, for me in, in, in the context in which we're talking about in this video, because like I said, this person, um, you know, we're the, we're the same age, went to the same high school, you know, um, this person did a, took a different route than I took. Um, I figured out that I was trans very young and then started transitioning early enough to where I was never able to enter the workforce as a man or be seen as a man. Um, and thus receive the privilege that came with that. I only knew being rejected as a trans woman, um, and, and, and sometimes even just being rejected as a woman, um, because there's a whole other layer to especially the animation industry where you've got to fucking, you know, be part of the boys club and you can't really do that if you're not a boy. You can try, but it's a lot easier and more accessible when you're a boy. And I just have never been able to tap into that. Um, and so, you know, I, I was very happy that uh, that they found themselves again, but I don't know, man. Um, I suppose for me, it's hard knowing their history and also the fact that we went to the same high school and we had, you know, the same classes together and stuff and to see how well they're doing now and how well they've been doing um, and just like how much I've struggled, you know, and struggled because I came out as trans because I transitioned young enough to never be able to again take advantage of those so-called privileges. Right. And like I said, privilege, I don't think is the right word, but I do think there's something to be said about the fact that this person was able not only to be taken as a man, but also taken as a cis white man, also taken as a cis straight white man, even though that's not actually the case. Um, And actually I do want to make a video about bi erasure in this context, because obviously being taken as a straight person when you're not isn't necessarily privileged, but there are some of us who literally cannot hide where we are and who we are and, and what part of the LGBTQIA acronym we embody, right? Um, some of us don't have that ability. Some of us straight up will never be able to do that. And so for me, um, it has been a bit frustrating, I will say, To listen to people who have had opportunities I've never had because I've always been a trans woman um, who, you know, who was for the most part openly trans. Um, It's been hard for me to like listen to people deny this, you know, deny that to some degree the way they've lived their life and presented their life has made it easier for them to be who they are right now. Because let me fucking tell you at 30, I know that a lot of people take a long time to get their, their shit together, but it should not take, it should not have taken me till 30 to be able to do the basic shit that people get done at 16, you know, um, that's what sort of frustrates me a bit, you know? And here's the thing, guys, um, not coming out as trans, um, you know, if we're being frank about it, especially if you are designated male at birth, the reasons you have to actually come out as a transgender person are pretty slim to, you know, to nil. There really isn't a good reason. Right. Um, You have more reasons, there's more of a compelling argument for you to stay closeted, for you to stay in a situation where you are being taken as what is frankly the dominant class, especially if you're a white person, right? There are so many more arguments for not transitioning than there are for transitioning. Um, And so I understand why people are able, you know, why people hold off and why they don't come out and why they don't, you know, just transition young, And being closeted is not really a privilege, but I do think there's something to be said about again the fact that some of us can't conceal it. You know, it's interesting. I I I know for a fact that I'm going to talk about this in my video about bi erasure. But you know, for me as a trans woman who is often taken as a cis woman, I I can fully and publicly acknowledge that that's privilege. That my life has been quite a bit easier because people don't always don't always know that I'm trans, right? There are a lot of situations where people have treated me with a lot of fairness and equity um, because they assumed I was a cis woman and I didn't necessarily correct them. That being said, that's obviously a very flimsy type of privilege because well, when I am out as trans, that definitely changes um, my ability to do certain stuff. Right. So, and I don't really think that that's privilege, but I definitely think that there's something there that's like it. Right. Um, you know, it it was interesting to, to watch Caitlyn Jenner be applauded for, um, her bravery and coming out as transgender. And of course I know that like so much of that is money and the fact that she is a Kardashian or, you know, a Jenner rather, obviously, um, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think the thing that stuck with me is that there were so many transgender women who actually like were trailblazers and 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 did not gain fame and and money and success being seen as a man. And it's interesting to me that those people are not applauded, are not celebrated, right? That's been kind of an interesting thing for me to observe. You've got this really rich tr- white trans person who gets all of these accolades for coming out as a trans person and I'm not saying that she shouldn't be celebrated and applauded for her gender or whatever but it was the way in which Caitlyn Jenner was sort of framed in this brave way where you would you would if you didn't know anything about Caitlyn Jenner you would assume that she was like our savior right um and what I think a lot of cis people might not get is that I would say probably largely because of the way that Caitlyn Jenner has lived her life, there aren't really a ton of trans people out there looking at her as our icon. You know, Caitlyn Jenner is not going to win any election in California. Um, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think that her you know, coming out and making these statements about transgender athletes definitely makes her look better in some people's eyes. We've talked about that before. There are there is a lot that comes with being a transgender person who in their own way does support you know, transphobia, right? So I'm not saying that there aren't people who potentially look at her more favorably now that she said what she said, but to me at the end of the day, um, she's nobody's trans icon. Um, And but but she functions in a way in society where people assume that that is the role she plays. And so, of course, her coming out and saying this about transgender athletes certainly does validate the opinions and feelings of a lot of people who are indeed transphobic. Um, so bringing this, this back to the athlete conversation, now, this might sound ignorant, you know, this might be me being super, super, super ignorant. Again, I am not the most studied on this topic, so I don't really know on um, what the right answer is. But... I, I actually don't think that a cis person being hesitant to um allow a trans person, especially a person who is not super well into their trans life i I don't think that it's necessarily a a, a wrong thing to have hesitancy around that, you know I don't because I don't know if it's necessarily um an untruth to say that when somebody is raised in society as a guy is seen in society as a guy has had the access in society as a guy that they probably did digest some not so amazing, um, ideas or they might have been able to exert their energy, um, in a way where they've been able to build more muscle than the average, um, the average cis woman, cis girl, has. I don't know if it's really necessarily transphobic to point that out. Um, again, I might be wrong about this. Um, but that's just kind of how I feel. I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with that. Now, like I said, hormones pretty drastically impacted my ability to do literally anything. So maybe there's, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Let me know what you, how y'all feel about this, but, um, I think at the end of the day, um, it's a complex issue that people are painting with a broad brush. And I think that that's kind of my general issue with this concept of male privilege, because for me, when people say male privilege in reference to me, I'm just very curious what they mean. Very, very curious what they mean. And most of the times when I've asked people to actually explain what they mean by this, um, what what they do is they basically make assumptions about the way that my life must have been. Again, I transitioned so young that I don't know what it's like being seen as a man. I do not have an understanding of that. And my experience is going to become more common as more trans kids come out, right? Um, like I said, I can't say that my socialization is exactly like that of a cis girl because it wasn't. Um, Cis girls deal with a whole layer of stuff that, um, you know, people who are designated male at birth don't deal with. And I don't think it's wrong or bad or transphobic to acknowledge that for a lot of cis women, their biology is the the main big hurdle that they're that they're trying to um, navigate around. So and that obviously is going to inform the way that they move through the world. And so I don't think that that's really a crazy thing to say at all by any fucking means. Right. Um, you know, I just don't really think that it's true to say that because cis girls went through that and have that experience, that a trans girl's experience is exactly that of a cis boys, because it's really not, it's truly not. Um, and so I just, I don't know, y'all, I think, (laughs) I think this is a complicated conversation that people try to simplify. And of course, they're going to try to simplify it because, well, it's easier to think in that way. It's easier to, to think simply than it is to acknowledge the, the, the nuance and the complications of all of this. But um, I think that we have some very imprecise language. I don't know if privilege is the right word, but I'm very, very curious what that word would be if we, if we were to make this argument, because to me it just seems very dishonest to act like somebody who, you know, moved through this world in a privileged context never did um or has not benefited from it in some way you know it's hard for me to look at the trans girl who transitioned later in life who is sitting on a bunch of money that they made you know being seen as a a man and say that that person didn't have some sort of advantage over me i've never been able to pass as a man that's just not been my reality so it's it's a bit um it's a bit strange for me to swallow, um, this idea that, you know, there, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Um, and I think obviously people who have been in that situation are probably going to say the opposite where they would probably wish that they transitioned younger and that I definitely have a lot of privilege because I did transition younger. Um, and I can acknowledge some of that, but what I will also acknowledge is that I did not have familial support. I did not, my family, my family, financially disowned me once I told them that I was transgender. Right. Um, I did not have anything backing me up. I could not lean on my maleness to suddenly be the thing that helps me get ahead. I've never been able to do that. Um, and so for me, I know that as, as great as it was for me to transition young, and as, as much as I've been able to live my life being taken as my gender um, for most of my life, um, I, you know, <laughs> I also wish that I wasn't struggling through, I, that I didn't spend years and years and years struggling through transphobia because of it. I, um, and I know for a fact that there are people who hold off their transitions because they look at people who are in my position. And they see how complex our lives are and they say, holy fucking shit. I don't want to ever be in that position. I don't want to ever, um, you know, exist in, 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 in that way. I want to get myself. I mean, cause here's the thing. A lot of times when I've seen um, people transition later in life, what they are doing is they are saving money. Um, Caitlyn Jenner was, um, you know, privately quietly getting certain procedures here and there, you know, um, and then they, when they reach a point of content and comfort and success, then they come out as a trans woman and then they transition. And then they are in so many ways guarded by, from the shit that I faced head on from a young age, right? Um, my success that I have right now, I know is completely due to my hard work and my determination. No one looked at me and said, oh, you know, this person was designated male at birth. Let's give them more not at all. I've always existed on the outskirts of society. Um, and I have not often felt, um, embraced at least when people have a understanding and an awareness of my transness, um, by society, I do feel embraced by society because people often don't know, but being trans and being, you know, trans in the way that I am has put me in a lot more dire situations than a person who has been able to convincingly pass as a man Um So I don't know. It's just, I have a hard time with this and that's why I wanted to bring it to you guys. You guys know that true to you, one of the mottos we say is that sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but either way, I'm honest. These are my thoughts that I had today and I really, really, really wanted to leave them um, for you guys. And I wanted to sort of see what you guys felt about this. Again, this is not the first time I've talked about this. Seeing Caitlyn Jenner come up in my feed brought this up again. And I think that we have some like unexplored territory when we talk about trans kids coming out younger and younger and younger and what that's going to actually mean for their lives. Because, you know, when you look at somebody like Kim Petras, who, who transitioned very, very young, um, had her surgery very, very, very young, um, you know, was able to basically Per, you know, get ahead of or go or come around her, um, adolescence. Um, I think it's very, very hard to look at somebody like that and say, Oh yeah, this person has, 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 has been able to have access to male privilege because that's just not really the case. Um, the, and, and so I just, I don't know. I think that we're going to be having this conversation the younger that people transition, because we're not gonna be able to say at all that someone was ever able to tap into, you know, being seen as a man in this society. Um, and so I'm very curious where you guys see this conversation going, and I'm very curious to sort of hear from you guys. So, like I said, we're gonna be doing a call in show on Friday, and on Friday, um, I, I hope to hear from some people. Um, I hope to hear um, s- some, you know, feedback and criticism if you guys have it, um, if y'all hear this and you're like, fuck you, <laughs> um, feel free to call in and tell me to f- go fuck myself. Um, I'm open to that. We we still make space for that here. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start this conversation because again, I don't think it's like privileged to hide yourself, but for me, because I've never been able to, it's pretty hard for me to not sort of digested as kind of sort of like a bit of a privilege. So yeah, anyway, on that note, um, I greatly appreciate those of you guys who watch this entire video. Thank you so, 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 very much or listen to this entire podcast. Um, I guess for now, since we're going to have these, um, go up on my page, we'll do an emoji, put a, put the emoji of your favorite sport. If you've got, if you've got one in the comment section, and I am very excited to see what that happens to be. Anyway, on that note, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.